There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 42 of the Sci-Fi Talk. I am Sean Fangirl-S. And I'm Steve. And tonight we'll be discussing season two of Killjoys. Yes. Those of you who have stuck with us for Sci-Fi Talk for this many episodes, you know I just screwed up the opening. But you know, you know what you're listening to. You know what we're doing. Oh my gosh. Yes, we're talking season two of Killjoys. And I thought this was a really incredible season, Steve. I don't know. Oh, I did, too. I thoroughly enjoyed this season. We got so much good information out of this season. And we had just so many players, which was really surprising. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds weird. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of people in the first season, too. But just the way everything was, like, uh, positioned on the board. Let's put that out there. Right. Because we, we really had two kind of major plot lines for the season. Um, one was the plasma, of course. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was the what was the companies doing to take over everything. Yes. The company did seem to have more of the big bad this season than I really remember it last season. Right, yeah. We really didn't know that much about them. We knew that, you know, we what saw the one general that was pretty much a jerk but this season we got to see a whole bunch more jerks (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was just a lot and then of course huge arc this season that it i felt like it really played from the first episode all the way to the finale right and that was a heck of a finale because i was completely surprised so this is why i think it is such good writing that you're going to give us this whole season, give us our normal people, Dutch and Johnny, and we get Potter and uh, Davin. I'm <laughs> blanking on their names because I'm excited. And it's just building. And then we have other little bits kind of thrown in. And by the end of the season, it's just like, wait a minute, this really happened. And I can't believe that it was going that way. Kudos to the writers. All right, so let's jump into this recap because I'm just, like, excited and that's not helping anybody understand what happened this this season. Well, shall we discuss plot lines or the characters? Oh, my gosh. All of it was insane. Let's go. Yes, it was. (laughs) Let's let's go with characters, shall we? All righty. We got to see a little bit of um, Davin and Johnny's past. During the season, we actually got to meet his father. Yes. So that was real interesting. And, yeah, he seemed to be probably as much of a jerk as Davin remembers. I was going to say, I don't really remember Johnny talking about him much. No, Johnny didn't t- doesn't talk about him much, not like Davin does. And it seemed like, I, I felt like Johnny got 
the worst of it, though, when they do talk about how his father, spoilers, uh, was basically like a drunken abusive. Right. And Davin kind of helped hide Johnny from most of it. At least that's what I got out of that. What did you get? I, th- I got the same thing. Okay. Yeah, Davin's the older brother and was always trying to protect his younger brother. Mm-hmm. We got to see Johnny have a relationship. Yes, with the... <laughs> Someone besides Lucy. Right. Somebody <laughs> real, like flesh and blood. Because, yeah, you know, the, Lucy and Johnny do have a relationship. Yes, they do. And we actually got to see that a little bit of that. Yeah. As well as uh, Lucy was able to uh, take form for part of an episode, which was pretty cool. Now, the woman who played Lucy on the show... Was that the one who's doing the voice, too? Yes. Okay, I wasn't 100% with that. Yeah. So you get to actually see her face. Yes. And I don't know, it's one of those things, like, you, when you hear a voice, you wouldn't necessarily put that together with the face. But I, I think we kind of have the same thing in Dark Matter, where we have the android. And, like, she has a very specific voice, but when you hear Zoe Palmer talk, you know, just in interviews, that does not sound like her at all. No. So that's why I think it's so weird when you see somebody, something like this. So we have Lucy come to life, and you see her face, and totally not what I was expecting. No. <laughs> I don't know. I just had that weird android, like, stuck in my head. That's the kind of voice she kicks out. Yes. And we actually get to see Davin have sort of a relationship. Oh, yeah, sort of. With a uh, what was originally presented as a bartender for Pre's club before they took it back over and she ends up being a level six which was really a shocker to me yeah (laughs) i don't know why i i guess i was so surprised it was something we really didn't consider a possibility yeah because we knew you know we figured it would be klein that would be coming after him and yeah klein did come after him but really wasn't expecting the level sixes to get involved, too. They were very prominent this season. Oh, yeah. And just the fact that what they sent after Davin was not what I expected for a six. Because this girl had a normal personality. And I know that sounds weird, but like I, I kind of picture them all almost bloodthirsty because Klein seems to be the exception. Like, the rest of them seemed to follow orders, no question. And the fact that they had this girl who seemed so normal, and then we find out she's a six. It's like, wait, what What just happened? <laughs> and we find, yeah, Davin has other little things happening. Well, not Indeed. so little, I guess. Because <laughs> he can suddenly manipulate the slime. Yeah, plasma. And everybody affected by it. He can fight, but he's got to physically touch them, which he found out in the worst possible way. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm assuming you've watched, if you're listening to this recap, because that was episode 7 of the 10, that he finds out exactly how he's able to manipulate this. (laughs) And he learns, you know, a little bit more towards the end of the season. But, I mean, you're that far in. And that's when you find out, hey, I have this weird control. Now, granted, he learned a little bit in episode three, but nothing really more until seven. Oh, wait, there was a little, wasn't there? 
a little in six, but not much. Yeah. But mostly it was like, wow, okay. And he uses that towards the end, which does make a huge difference. And I kind of feel like Johnny and Dutch were, of course, surprised by it. But I feel like Johnny was more taken aback. But that could just be me projecting. Because Johnny seems to be like the audience, you know, it's like who we're we're feeling more connected with. Because he, I don't know why. Maybe, like I said, it's just me. I'm just more connected with Johnny because I feel like he's the most normal and he's almost like an aw shucks kind of guy, which does change by the end of the season, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I felt like the connect, not like I'm like, oh shucks, that's so sad, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, there were sad moments, there was crazy moments, and I feel like he was the most realistic response, I guess, is what I'm looking for here. Right. Because everybody else just seems to be like, oh, wow, look what I can do. And then Dutch being, you know, trained as an assassin, basically, her response is nothing like I'd expect a normal response from any person. Right. And so, yeah, that went off on a tangent. Sorry, everybody. Johnny's <laughs> oh, having a moment. <laughs> talking characters, and some of them had some very interesting arcs. <laughs> and let me see, we had Pre a, li- a lot more. Oh, yeah, that this was the season for Pre, and we found out all kinds of juicy tidbits on uh, the former warlord. <laughs> yes, I love Pre this season. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, we find out so much more on him, and he is just become so intricate to the team even though he's not on the team right it's like that's where they have to go to decompress and find him and he is like their moral compass especially there's the one episode and now i'm gonna forget which one he's like it's okay to want him when you don't want him but you don't want anyone else to have him right and i'm like oh my god he's like in my head but not that i ever came (laughs) up with that word but oh and I'm wondering, because Pre sings in this season, is that really him singing? Because if it is, this is definitely a man of many talents. Yes, I I think it is a man of many talents. Ugh, I was trying to see, and I couldn't find anything if this is actually him singing in anything. Yeah, he's awesome, Tom Allen. All right, let me see. We had Potter, too. Yes. Please and... talk about Potter. <laughs> well, she's definitely gone gung-ho on trying to save Old Town and actually we get to meet her parent, her family. Yes. That was fun. Oh, yeah. Real fun. (laughs) (laughs) Mom is something else and of course it was nice to see uh, an old friend from Orphan Black play her father. I am loving all of these, like, tie-ins. There were so many people this season. I'm like, oh, my God, that's from, oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Uh so excited this season. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, it was absolutely fascinating that her mother is the matriarch and actually married below her station and then treats her daughters as, like, that is the worst thing in the world to do, yet she did it. I know. That did kind of irk me in that episode, which was uh, episode five, actually. And she married for love. Uh Uh-huh. And she is just such a bitch. I'm so so sorry. I mean, yes, talking to her kids, like, you have to follow these ceremonies, which Potter, coming from that family, knows how it is. 
But she was just so disgusted. The fact that Potter was out there helping people instead of yeah. doing you know what she was expected to do. Oh, it was just so frustrating seeing that. And you can see, and again, this is where I think Johnny really was you know, like the audience portrayal because he was banned. He's like, we don't have to do this. This is ridiculous. You don't have to scrape for them and bow. And he is kind of, I guess, uncouth because he was swimming in this episode in what ended up being the family baptismal. (laughs) Nude swimming, by the way. Uh, Uh So I just think it's, it was really interesting how they show the real big differences. Like, this is how the the nine are. Mm-hmm. You have to be very ceremonial. And, you know, they're not going to look at you twice because they were kind of surprised that she brought a Killjoy home. Right. But I still felt like they gave Johnny more respect in that than they gave to their own daughter, even though I'll it wasn't much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't much. but And, of course, Potter's sister's boyfriend was... Crazy? out for something else (laughs) yeah yeah since he's the one who's trying to kill everyone and interesting right after mom decides to create a virus that she thinks needs to be tested on the planet yeah that wasn't the best of ideas i think no and we had not at all but that actually vaults potter into a position of power true which really changes the entire arc of trying to save Old Town because she's got some power now. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, she isn't experienced in using it. Yes. I think she's still really idealistic when that happens. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, she has a lot more enemies than she had realized. Right. (laughs) One of them being uh, this woman, Delcea Kendry. Yeah. Good old Delsea. She wasn't even in that much, but she was in enough this season to really make me hate her more. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, because she was involved in the school. Right. And then she was kind of, like, sprinkled in the last, what, three episodes, I would say? Well, especially in the last episode. Yes. But, oh, I'm sorry. Was it episode nine or ten? No, I can't remember. Nine that had the big thing with her, and she was sprinkled in. But she was just, like, the epitome of the person you want to hate. Oh, yeah. It's like, she is the company made flesh, because if you see all of her ambition and her evilness, (laughs) and then knowing she worked for the company, but then we find out she is not working only for the company. Which, again, spoilers, if you haven't listened or watched, you shouldn't be listening to the recap for the season. But she was also working behind the scenes with Klein, which I found really interesting because we don't know everything that she did. Right. And it was really like, what was it? It was just 10 seconds of screen time, maybe, that we find out that she was working with him? Yeah. Yeah. And don't get any information whatsoever what she was doing or for Klein or or what. Mm -hmm. And even with Klein, you you didn't know half the time whether he was really good or really bad. Right. And And the the finale with him really threw me for a loop. (laughs) Because, yeah, this whole time, him and Fancy, even... Because Fancy was like his right-hand man. 
Right. Are they trying in some way to help our team, or are they, in fact, just working against us and working for their own benefit? And when we see that little moment with Delsea, I still wasn't sure. Right. All the way to the finale, I'm telling you, I was like, wait a minute. Is he on our side? Is he just trying to get, you know, this access? I was I was just so stressed with it. And right. somehow, at the very end, he ends up being a good guy. Right. But out of guilt. Because we find out all the flashes that Dutch has had, that it's not her, it's actually... Klein's daughter, whose name escapes me. Anila. Thank you. Anila. And he doesn't know why Dutch looks like her. He didn't do anything to manipulate that. He was just trying to raise her so she'd be prepared because this whole time he's been experimenting with the slime and he inadvertently exposed his daughter to it. His daughter kind of went off the deep end. Yeah. And now she's like crazy trying to take over everything and turn everybody into sixes, basically. It's like, you're a six or you're dead. So yes, it just surprised me that Klein ends up, like, sacrificing himself in this big gesture and he's like, I loved you. And I honestly teared up. I'm like, why am I tearing up? I've hated him. Yeah. (laughs) I have hated this character and now I'm tearing up. I was so mad that I was actually upset about it. I know, no, I'm jumping again with these characters. I can't help it. We had Elvis, though. And Elvis ended up being a lot more help this season than I was expecting him to be. Right. Because he was, as he called him, you know, a self-mutilating monk. But he had so much more insight that our team would have never known. Right. And just the fact that he's able to give us this information, able to find where the location of the final, well, where our finale takes place, right. where that is. it's It was just really great because I almost felt like he was going to be a throwaway character, but them giving him so much screen time, I'm like, mm, he's more than just a love interest or a, a booty call, whatever. Yeah, I don't think it was more of a yeah. booty call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they had too much of a, you know, they, they were friends with benefits, I guess. Yeah, that's probably... Yeah. A better way to put it. <laughs> but I thought, I'm like, there's no way they're going to leave it like that. There's got to be more. What is this? And so I'm glad they developed him a little more and gave us what he was in this season. Right. He was kind of the historian that had access to history that could help solve a problem or answer a question for them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I don't know. Was there any... there? That was pretty much all the main characters. Like I said, we had Fancy, but I feel right. like, he, like he didn't do a whole lot this season except kind of be around Klein. Yep. Except in the finale. <laughs> you know, Human shield. Need another company jerk, uh, Jelko. Oh, right. And he was one of the worst. Oh, he was so <laughs> slimy. Yes, he was. I really did not like him at all. I... That's why I blocked him out. I didn't want to think about him. Right. You know, the general gets to redeem himself before he's taken out, but Jelko, there was no redeeming. No. <laughs> At all. He was just the slimiest of slimy guys this season. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I can't. You talk about him. I can't. <laughs> well, 
he had a thing for Potter, and Potter was able to turn a nice trick on him by inserting a, a device in his heart when he needed surgery. So that kind of put him in his place for a couple of episodes. Then he was able to correct that and went back to his slimy self. <laughs> He really manipulated Potter for the most part. And, of course, he didn't like it too much when she became one of the nine. Right. His liege. Right. Because, yeah, he had to listen to her. That was a that was kind of fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I do have to say, episode one and episode ten, we had Miss Stephanie Leonidas. Yes. Who we know from... Another sci-fi show. That we've podcasted on. <laughs> Defiance. I loved that she was in it. The fact that she was at the end of episode 10 makes me feel like she's going to have a much bigger place in ep- in season 3. Yes. So I'm pretty excited. I'm very excited about that. Yes. So loved her. Uh, Clara B. Johnny's new running mate was extremely well thought out idea by Lucy. Yes. And I love that it was Lucy that put him together because I'll tell you, there was a moment even there, the the interaction with Johnny and Lucy, which who is just the ship in episode <laughs> 10, but that was like heartbreaking too. So was. And to find out that she knew something was up and so she also knew Johnny shouldn't be alone. Yeah. So she contacts Clara. So loved it. Loved the way they wrapped that up. Was not they happy. They take off inclined ship. Oh, yes. that was just so cool. That was hilarious. <laughs> I love that. But I didn't like the fact that, you know, Dutch and Davin don't know what's going on. Right. And Johnny doesn't say anything to them, which that was what was breaking my heart. Right. Yeah, because this is, makes the second thing that Johnny basically did without telling them. Yes. The first was to partner up with Potter on this scheme to try to free Old Town. And that didn't go so well. So well, no. <laughs> it actually didn't go bad until, yeah, till episode nine. And this was uh, really rough. Because they were trying to figure out, of course, what was happening. Because there's a wall around Old Town this whole time. Why is this wall? What, do, you know, why is it there? What's it for? They start figuring it out. And then Unfortunately, Johnny and Potter are on the inside, and they get affected. Right. And, oh, did you notice in Episode 9, there's another certain person from another one of our shows. Yes. I'm telling you. It lasts long, but... It it kills me, because all of these are just overlapping with our people. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, I can't believe it. And now I'm trying to find his name, because I blanked completely. Oh, no. I'm a horrible person. Ah! Oh no, he's not even listed in here. Ah, that's it. That sucks. Oh my gosh, now I'm forgetting the show too. <laughs> How did I forget? He's on Winona Earp. Right. Shamir Anderson. Oh god, don't send me hate mail. I'm sorry. I had a moment. It's late at night when we're podcasting, yes. guys. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> it was the wrong episode. That was actually episode eight. That's why I couldn't find it. And actually, in the same episode, we had veteran actor Julian Richings, who is in another show that Steve and I talk about. Well, actually, Steve and I talk about separately, because he was in Orphan Black. 
So this has the most amazing people, and I'm going to just keep gushing about these people who are on, even if it's just like an episode or two, because right. they bring the best freaking people onto the show. I love them all. How did I forget Shamir? Don't hate, yeah. don't hate me. Anyway, sorry, moments. Yeah, so they get caught up because of what's happening, and I was very upset because they were so close to cracking what the heck happened, and things went wrong and it was all because of Delsea and Jelko. Yep. And I hated and them both. Johnny would not could not let it go. Well, do you blame him? Because oh, in no. that episode when everything went bad, somehow things were going okay for them and Potter and Johnny got married. And I think my jaw hit the floor mm-hmm. when you see the rings. And the things that Potter has to do when she gets control of herself in order to get everybody in old town to stand up again not what you expected jaw-dropping moment right there's a lot throughout the season and then i don't know if she would have been able to live with herself fully had everything not gone the way it had because delcea oh yeah <laughs> her little slimy back stabbing self comes with a peace treaty and and well it's not really and then she is surrounded by sixes and she in turn kills everyone not our main killjoys, but she does end up killing Potter, which I think is really what jo- drove Johnny right over the edge. Yes. He had kept it together. He and um, Dutch had a pretty long conversation, I would say, about what was going on between them and how they needed each other. And then he turns around and he has to leave because he can't get past what happened. He, I'm sure he's not blaming um, Dutch and Johnny. Oh, no. He's keeping them out of trouble. And it's all because... Here's a big spoiler. You ready, ladies and gents? He shot Delsey, and I cheered. Yes. But he didn't make sure she was dead. Yeah, which... You can't no. ever do in any of these shows. No, no. You can't leave... You can't leave somebody alive. You need to put, uh, put a bullet between her eyes, right? Johnny. Uh, I was like, no, she's probably not dead. I don't care if you were just doing it to make her suffer, but exactly uh, you got to finish her off. Yep. I was, like I said. She's probably, you know, I have a feeling she's got plasma in her too, so she's... See, I don't think so. You don't? No. I sure I don't, only because she thought she was meeting Klein, and she said, is it too late for me to take the treatment so I can become... And then she turns and sees Johnny. Ooh. Or, you know, but she's like in the middle of saying it. So I don't think she has had it yet because she was asking if it was too late for the treatment. Unless she was dying. Yeah. And maybe he promised her a cure, which that could be something. You know, we have no idea. Sci-fi likes to mess us up. (laughs) Throw little things out there and you think it's all done. And, well, not necessarily. I think they'll say I will be back, unfortunately. God, I can't stand her. And it definitely looks like Anila is going to be something, someone that is going to be very difficult to deal with. Oh, yeah. Most <laughs> definitely. She's like a level six on uh, steroids. I think she's probably way higher than a six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because she was from the original... And I don't know how she's stayed when they killed off what he thought was the original plasma. Right. So, I'm sorry, that was Klein. I don't know why I just said he. But 
I don't know how she's alive because she was just sitting there sipping on, you know, more plasma, which just looks gross. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This should be interesting, though, where we find out what is happening with her. Mm-hmm. I just can't get past that. And I do have to say one more actor who was in the finale that we've seen in a lot of other episodes or a lot of other shows, Richard Holland. Um yes. Again, I love that sci-fi brings all these characters in. Because he was in Lost Girl. And he was in Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think there was one more from the show that we watched. Tin Man, which I think was a sci-fi original movie. Right. If I remember. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's done like a ton of other things. But just the fact that sci-fi keeps bringing in their actors from other sci-fi shows. I can't help it. It's It's just so fun in my opinion that you are bringing it in because then people start like threading it oh he's in this show there she's in that one we should watch that let me see what this is and i think sci-fi's done a really good job with that i mean they did an amazing job with killjoys they've done an amazing job with dark matter and then we have new shows that we're about to start talking about that are insane (laughs) and i'm loving it um, I do want to say, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this edited. I'm trying really hard. I had captured um, a little bit of the interview for Dark Matter, and somebody asked them if there would ever be a Killjoy's Dark Matter crossover. Right. They said they didn't think there would be, but it's a really big galaxy, so you never yeah. know. <laughs> Which I'm like sitting there going, that would be awesome. I want to see them uh-huh. meet together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would be kind of cool because, you know, there's an evil corporation kind of in the other one, so why not? Uh, yep. <laughs> I think it'd be great. I don't know. Steve, was there anything else this season that you wanted to talk about? I mean, I have jumped all over. We've talked about the characters. We've kind of talked about the plot. Not a whole lot with the plot, more the characters, but it's just, it was a crazy season. I loved it. And this really long arc. I thought was really amazing how they pulled it all together at the end. Yes, I I totally agree with you. It was really a nice journey to learn about the plasma and how it affected people differently. I liked that pretty much all three characters had their own story arcs during the season where, yeah, it was just them and then back together with the, the team. And I'm just psyched for next season. Now I do want to ask you something because I've noticed in some of the shows we've talked about before even if we're not podcasting we just talk about shows because that's what Steve and I do there's usually one episode a season that could kind of be like eh whatever throw away. I didn't feel like there was one this episode or this season did you? Not really. Um... Because I just think everything built on the other like if you missed any of these episodes you would be missing a piece of this puzzle. Right. Where a lot of shows that we've talked about in the past had like a Monster of the Week vibe or, you know, Mission of the Week, whatever, where you can miss it and it's not a big deal. But I felt this one had a lot more because we went from finding out about a certain planet with the company. Right, Arkin. Finding out about what was happening on Old Town, or at Old Town, whatever. Um, the slime that's used for the sixes what the hell Dalthea was doing and what the rest of the plan, I guess, that Klein was doing. The right. parents were really important because we found out all about Potter's past and what Potter's mom was doing. 
um, just trying to find more about the slime. Well, I guess that episode was kind of iffy with I Love Lucy, and that was all about finding that collector. But I feel like we got a lot more of Dutch's past with that. So I thought that was pretty important. Right, and Pre as well. Yes, that's true. Um, we have Johnny or Davin learning about what he can do with the slime. Potter taking control, trying to prevent war. Everything that's happened to liberate Old Town. And then the finale where we get the big information from Klein about the past of the slime, about the possible future. So I, I didn't feel like anything was just like, eh, whatever. Right. Yeah, I guess the closest yeah, there was one. There was big important stuff in every episode and that... This was a very tight 10-episode season. Which is good, because sometimes you get those episodes and you just kind of lose interest. Right. I'm glad that didn't happen. Nope. Anything else you want to bring up? I don't think so. I mean, we didn't really get a complete picture of why the company was wanting to create their own... I don't know if they were going to become super soldiers or what. I I guess that's the the only unanswered question is, is the company aware of the Hulan and was what they were trying to do in Old Town part of their plan to stop the invasion? Okay. Or or not, you know, because that was an arrangement that was made with the original 10 that they would take over the quad eventually. So I'm, I'm still a little curious about why... Maybe they were just wanting the mind control so when the Hewland got there, everybody would be fat, dumb, and happy. <laughs> well, the ones that survived would probably be changed or attempted to be changed. Right. So, yeah, I think it was all pretty important. All right. Well, I think that about concludes our Season 2 recap, then, for Killjoys. So, for this episode of Fangirl Zone, I am not going to end right there because I can't think. We want to hear from you. Oh, yeah. It's been a long day. Send us emails. Fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you think is going to happen for season three. Tell us if you want to join Steve and I talking about it. Or if there's any other shows that you want to talk about and come on with us. Because Steve and I love all the sci-fi stuff. And uh, I want to hear from you. I know you guys are out there. You tweet with us. Absolutely. So, you know, you can find everything with me at fangirlzone.com because that's all our information. And Steve has told you for about 40 <laughs> episodes where you can find him. Although, when you're tweeting, Steve, why don't you tell them where you're tweeting from so they can join you? Right. I'm at Salyer Steve, and that's S A L Y E R. All right, don't forget to tweet with us. And always, always, always tag the show, tag yes, the writers. Because this makes a huge difference. We got season three, and it was iffy for a little while. I don't know why, because I thought it was incredible. But right. make sure you are doing that if, when you're talking about any of this online. Because, of course, fan reaction is definitely what they want to hear about. Right. And they're measuring. Yes. This is something Nielsen new. is actually measuring the amount of social media being discussed about shows. Which, and yes. Very important. It's very important when some shows don't have the viewership that they deserve, but if the social media is high, that will help get a renewal. Yes, because when I was in New York at the the panel for Winona Earp, that's when they told 
the their stars because we had Winona and Doc there. That's when they told them they were getting another another season with a two additional episodes that they were not expecting. So all because and the writer did say this how much support they had online. So this is important. Yes, it is. So just as badly as we want to hear from you, we want to see you talking about sci-fi and everything on sci-fi. So, again, let me let me close now, for real. For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk on the Killjoys Season 2 Recap, I am Sean Fangirla. And I'm Steve. And until next time. I want to travel the galaxy with Clara. <laughs>